Hello everybody. Today we're gonna talk about different cranial approaches. Recently a paper came out in the Journal of Neurosurgery. Comparative anatomical analysis between the mini terrenal and supraorbital approaches. It goes deeper into the importance of having a good overview when you're going into the brain. Before we start the important abbreviations we are using today, ICA, internal carotid artery, MCA, middle cerebral artery, ACA, anterior cerebral artery, ACOM, anterior communicating artery, PCOM, posterior communicating artery. Surgery for lesions of the anterior and middle cranial fossae are mostly done through a standard terrenal approach. Two other possibilities are the mini-terrenal or supraorbital approach. This article delves into the question which of the two gives the best surgical overview. This article has some nice pictures. So if you want to get deeper into the subject or have a look at the visuals, check the link in the show notes. When choosing the type of craniotomy, you should include cosmetic results, parenchyma protection, shorter operating times and lower risk of CSF, le CSF leaks. But probably the most important consideration is to have sufficient exposure during the resection. Our discussion of today is about approaches to the anterior and middle cranial fossae lesions, like, for example, anterior circulation aneurysms. Mini terrenal as well as supraorbital approaches are widely used in this kind of surgery. But is there a difference or a better one? Let's look what indications and limits there are. Short on the supraorbital approach. You use an eyebrow incision. Craniotomy is mostly 2 to 3 cm and the cranial base is flattened. Then you use a C-shaped durotomy and frontal lobes move away because of the gravity. You dissect the optico-carotic supracellar and prechiasmatic cisterns and by this you provide you get provided by a good vision on ACOM, the proximal segment of the PCOM and the MCA. Short on the mini terrenal approach, you use a linear incision from zygoma to midpupillary line. You use a craniotomy of 3 to 3 cm beneath the superior temporal line and anterior to the pterion. You drill the sphenoid ridge until the meningeal orbital band is exposed and you reach the superior orbital fissure. You open the dura and you can perform a sylvian dissection towards the optico-carotic, chiasmatic and crural cisterns to expose ICA, MCA, ACA, ACOM and PCOM. In this paper, one calculated the area of exposure and surgical freedom, so two measures, in uh, 12 different cadavers. 
The area of exposure is an area defined by six points in the anterior and middle cranial fossa. Have a look at the drawing in the article. Surgical freedom was defined by putting a 25 cm straight dissector on three points of interest, the MCA bifurcation, the ICA bifurcation and the ACOM anterior, and then calculate the extreme position of this dissector. They found that the mini terminal affords a large area of exposure and a better surgical freedom in the ipsilateral and midline compartments, but not in the contralateral compartment. How they divide the area can be easily understood looking at their drawing. So even though both approaches have similar size, viewing angles are totally different between both approaches. Though it seems impossible to make a strict general difference between both approaches, as your choice should be, should be reconsidered for every case. The working angle is defining is the being defined by the complexity of the aneurysm, and the most straightforward corridor is the one whose plane is at 90 degrees with the neck of the aneurysm. In that case, it can be exposed without dissecting the dome. Previous work considered supraorbital approach good for aneurysm of ACOM, but also for PCOMs aneurysms that point laterally or ICA bifurcations that point superiorly. But why do they find in this study that exposure to midline compartment and surgical freedom in our three points is limited in the supraorbital approach? The main reason is that the lateral limit of the supraorbital approach is at the superior temporal line and obstructs access to the sylvian fissure. Our terminal approach allows us to open the sylvian fissure proximal of the anterior sylvian point. Compared to the traditional terminal of craniotomy, the exposure to frontal lobes is reduced, but with a transylvian corridor and lateral mobilization of the temporal lobes, we have a wider exposure of the midline compartment. Actually, that is the summarize of the summary of why a terminal or a mini terminal approach is better than a supra orbital approach considering the um, area of exposure and the surgical freedom. Some last interesting notes. Supraorbital affords a shorter distance to lesions located in the anterior cranial fossa, such as tuberculum cellae meningomas. Just the dissection of the arachnoid membranes between frontal lobe and cranial base is enough to access the ventral phase of these lesions. Conversely, mini terminal approach has been reported to be a very straightforward craniotomy for approaching aneurysms located in the MCA or extradural tumors located in the middle cranial fossa. Important is the relationship between the optic chiasm and a midline lesion. For a prefixed chiasm, which means that the chiasm is above the tuberculum, or superiorly displaced optic nerves, for example, in the tuberculum salamangioma, a mini terminal is preferred. So, to conclude, supraorbital is preferable for lesions above the sphenoid ridge 
and anterior of the optic nerve, mini terminal for lesions below these landmarks. In this article, they conclude in comparison to the supraorbital approach, the mini terminal approach provides larger areas of exposure and more surgical maneuverability for lesions located in the middle cranial fossa. Although the supraorbital approach is a more direct route to the anterior cranial fossa, the mini terminal approach in our study or in their study provided superior surgical exposure and maneuverability to the most common clinical targets. The mini terminal approach also offers excellent exposure of the midline region by using the transylvian and pretemporal cordon. But I think the most important conclusion of this study is that everybody should reconsider their approach for every patient all over again. Thank you and see you for the next episode in the following days or weeks.